You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode number 11. Welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Q's Podcast, where we'll talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. In this podcast episode, we'll explore strategy development with John Oliver. John's career in the financial services industry spans more than 35 years working both in Europe and the United States. He's author of the book, What Really is Expected of Me? The Director's Guidebook. For the past 20 years, he has built a thriving consulting practice with focuses on strategic planning, strategic management, and governance throughout the financial services sector. He is responsible for the design and implementation of the highly regarded FI Planner strategy development process for community-based financial institutions. The goal of these processes is to focus on the practical rather than the conceptual and to develop meaningful and measurable strategies to take institutions into a viable and relevant future. They have been hailed as a logical step-by-step process without all the abstractions that are so often involved. John Oliver is the faculty lead and curriculum designer of the Q's School of Applied Strategic Management. Some key takeaways from my interview with John Oliver include recognize the meaning of strategy, an outline of the two major components of strategic development. Strategic development should involve all levels of the organization as well as communicating the compelling need to do it. And finally, the two filters that should be applied to your strategy development. Let's jump right into my conversation with John Oliver. I have John here. John, thank you for being part of the Q's podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I, uh, I just hope the uh, the views that I've got to express aren't too controversial. Well, <laughs> I think you have such a wealth of experience, and it's a special treat to have you, and I think uh, there can be some really good takeaways. You know, there's so much talk about yeah. strategy. Yeah. In your mind, let's define what is strategy, and then what is not strategy. Yes, yeah, certainly. I think one of the issues that get most of us sidetracked is this is the inability to recognize what is strategy. And basically, strategy is the message that you are going to send to the marketplace. Here is what we are. Here is what we can do for you. And here's why we can do it better than anyone else. One of the issues that we face in the financial services sector is that we we all say we would like to differentiate ourselves from others. And then we all do the same things at the same price with the same level of service. And we're not very differentiated. And I think we need to get far more targeted on what are the needs of our marketplace. We've, we've been product-focused as an industry, as a sector, for, for really all of our history. Research shows that success in the future is only going to come to those organizations that are genuinely focused on market needs. Can we be all things to all people, or do we need to find much more focused niches? And that's what strategy is about. Your other question there was, what is not strategy? I cannot tell you how many credit unions I go to, and they'll say, well, our strategy is growth. Um, unfortunately, growth isn't a strategy. It might be a desired outcome of a strategy. In and of itself, it is not one. Increased profitability is not a strategy. It might be a desired outcome. 
oh, we're going to go through a rebranding exercise. That's a tactic. It's not a strategy. A strategy is literally what need can we meet in the marketplace. And it takes vastly more work than just getting together once a year for a strategic planning retreat and thinking that tremendous ideas are going to fall from the heavens. Strategy is about research and more research and a bit more research into hard data, into opinions, into ideas, trying to really focus on A, what is our market and B, what are the needs of that marketplace? That's a great context for getting the right frame of mind and thinking what is strategy and what is not. John, let's take a look at history. What does it tell us? I mean, how successful have we been? Have we been doing it successfully? And and what do we need to do to be effective today? I think if you look at our business model historically, we've always had what was really an unassailable model. We played this role in society that people couldn't touch us. It was very difficult to get into our sector and take market share away from us. So it didn't really matter how effective we were at planning because all we ever planned for was being bigger or being better. We never ever questioned whether we needed to be anything different. So our planning efforts were always very tactical. Again, if if all you plan to do is more of the same, that's tactical planning. It is not strategic planning. If your marketplace only has one set of choices Yes, they have a lot of different institutions to choose from, but there are no other different players. So again, the quality of our strategy development efforts didn't have to be that strong. That's no longer the case. The marketplace today has got so many different choices that they can make. And uncomfortably from us, for us, they are actually voting with their feet. Because in 1970, 60% of the credit that was extended in this country was extended by the traditional financial services providers. Today, that number is 20% and dropping. The consuming public's financial assets in 1970, they kept 50% of their financial assets with us, the traditional providers. That number is under 18% today. So the market is voting with their feet and going elsewhere. Now, individual institutions, are they growing? Yes, and that's fine, they are. However, overall share of the marketplace, which is so vastly expanded, as I say, is plummeting like a stone. So all of these issues, the marketplace is changing dramatically around us. And we've got to step up and strategically say, but what need in the marketplace are we trying to serve? Because the bottom line is, it doesn't matter where you are, if you have any organization, unless you are fulfilling some need or desire in the marketplace, then you're not going to be in business in the long term. We've got to look at all these market shifts and just look at demographics for most credit unions and community banks, for that matter, in this country. Our member or customer base is aging along with the institution. If we don't strategically address that, then we have built-in obsolescence, effectively. So now, have we been effective at strategy development in the past? Not particularly, but we didn't really need to be looking at doing different stuff. There's a lot more players yes, out there. Yes, there's vastly more. So now, now we need to be looking at doing different things, so we need to be much more effective at it. You provided some good examples there. To me, it sounds like you're saying strategy, 
you're linking the word change and strategy. And I think the two go hand in hand, really. Um, you know, and human nature is none of us particularly like change. But unless we are willing to change along with market needs changing, you know, there is no status quo. If we are not changing with the market, saying, oh, but we like the status quo is actually taking a step backwards with every change that evolves in the marketplace. Now, I had a chance to talk to you earlier, and that discussion brought up uh, a question. Is your value proposition what you think it is? This is, of course, in reference to credit unions and and when they think about strategy. This is also linked to to metrics, quantitative data to support your strategic decisions. Yes. Unfortunately, if we decide we think we know what our value proposition is without finding out But is that the way our marketplace, our members, our potential members see us? Our personal interpretation of what our value proposition is matters not one iota. It's only what matters to the member and the marketplace. And we never really ask this question. Again, in effective strategy, the first first component of being effective is to question the existing value proposition even, And then to hold that up to scrutiny and say, yeah, but even if it is what we think it is, will it be the same value proposition for tomorrow's member as it is for today's? You know, strategy development is, it's tough. It it, it takes facing very difficult questions, often coming up with results that we hadn't expected. But we've got to know what matters to our marketplace. You know, m- most credit unions that I talk to say that their value proposition is the quality of the service they offer. But the thing is, if I'm a member of a credit union, I expect good service. Just receiving good service means you've met expectations. You have not actually differentiated. And is that the thing that's driving your members to you? This is the question we've got to ask. What drove you to this organization in the first place? And do you stay here for the same reasons? Um, inherent within those questions, there you can identify a value proposition. Maybe it's convenience. Maybe it's location. Maybe it's speed. But whatever it is that matters to your marketplace, that's your value proposition, whether it's as you defined it or not. So uh, you mentioned an important question to members and surveys. Yes. It's what made you choose us rather than some other financial organization. And, and that's absolutely right. Um, you know, that's the only thing that matters. It's what decision factor did they make in choosing the organization. Now, maybe they like the great service you offer, but was that the decision factor? Is it the decision factor where, where they stay with us now? You know, we ask all these questions of members in surveys, not necessarily the ones that are going to get us to the point of saying, is our value proposition sustainable? And that's, you know, if, if you're a leader of a credit union or any financial institution, you have a common law responsibility to do the best you can to ensure ongoing viability and relevance of the organization. This is one of my biggest concerns. Are we doing whatever it takes to meet market needs to stay relevant in the future? Bill Gates said eight or nine years ago that the traditional financial services providers in this country are becoming dinosaurs. And if you look at that drop in market share that we just addressed, we are somehow, we've got this disconnect between the consuming public and what it's going to take to be relevant in the future. 
This is what strategy development is all about. Again, the self-examination is the first part. Can we address what is our value proposition? And then what's going to keep it relevant? What's going to meet market needs? That makes me think of when boards and executive team get together, and a lot of times the whole organization uh, gets together to talk about strategy planning and tactics. I think you know what I'm about to get at because we did discuss this a little bit earlier. What do you see is going on now? You spend your whole life in the financial industry, so you come with a, a great field of experience. What are you seeing? What do you suggest in terms of planning? One of my biggest concerns about the notion of strategy development, folks, is everyone would love for them to be to, to get an easy answer. There are no easy answers. It is all hard work. It takes commitment. Generally speaking, what we've tended to do in the past is we've tended to organize a strategic planning retreat once a year in the hopes that the brilliance of an outside facilitator will cause tremendous ideas to drop onto our shoulders on that one day of the year that have occurred to no one else for the rest of the year. I'm a great believer that we've got to make this process, and it is just that, as a process. You know, the textbooks make it all sound a little bit touchy-feely and soft. It is a process. We've got to take it out of the abstract and make it practical. We've got to take it out of the conceptual and make it measurable. It's about gathering hard data, opinions, ideas. It is about involving every single employee in the organization in the gathering of those ideas and opinions. There is no reason that good ideas can only come from the most senior level people who have been doing it this way for their entire careers. I frequently see great ideas coming from new hires who have not been tainted, if you like, by this notion of, but we've always done it this way. Yeah, we have, because it always worked. Again, we had an unassailable business model. We don't anymore. Everybody and his uncle who wants to come into our sector and take market share away from us, they're doing it. There is not one aspect of what we do in the traditional financial service providers that isn't being spotted as an opportunity by the new fintech companies, by existing companies who are saying, we could peel off that product. All this loss of market share isn't coming from other people who say, we want to be a full-service financial institution. It's coming from folks who say, we think we could do a better job with that thing. And Sadly for us, a lot of them are doing a better job. They're executing impeccably, and they're peeling off stuff. And and it tends to be that they're peeling off some of our most profitable stuff. For us, um, generating a loan, for example, is fairly profitable. Booking that loan, where we've then got to keep capital and have the cost of capital against it, is less so. So the folks that are now trying to, to... move into our space from fintech, they don't want to be booking loans. They don't want to be generating loans. And you look at the likes of Lending Club and Prosper, who are doing consumer lending. SoFi, who've been doing a brilliant job on student refinancing, but by actually setting up a social network, effectively, to do it. Um, Cabbage, with a K, who's doing small business lending. Now PayPal has just announced that they're going to get into small business lending and want to be a huge player 
we used to control the payment system. We don't control that anymore. With PayPal, with the likes of Google Pay and Apple, that all these folks are taking chunks of business away from us, and we are unfortunately not responding competitively. I, I When I'm dealing with credit union clients, and we talk about, okay, we need to do this research to get strong data, what they want to do is, in the competitive analysis bit, research into the obvious competitors that look like they do. That's completely missing the point. Um, I have a client at the moment, and I said, you know, what's your major strength? And they said, it's it's absolutely first mortgages. That's where we dominate our marketplace. So I questioned them and said, well, you know, what about Quicken Loans, for example? They said, oh, we never see them, but you don't see them. Once we did the research, it turned out that Quicken Loans was dominant in their marketplace. These are the issues that we've got to be facing competitively. These are the things we've got to understand about the shift in our markets, the shift in consumer attitudes, because you know we've got to face the fact that people buy stuff differently than they bought stuff 25 years ago. And I'm afraid we're, all we're doing is offering stuff there are new hurdles in service quality. There are new hurdles in availability of different products and services. And we ignore these at our peril, I fear. So, John, that brings to mind having a rigorous, uncomfortable, because learning takes time, learning uh, and understanding all the players out there and where you are and where you need to be. That, that talk of strategy and the implementation of that takes time. So I know you are involved with the Q's CU Planner, a strategic planning process. When you do this with organizations, with credit unions, can you describe the process, I guess, a little bit? I think you may have mentioned a little bit it's the preparation. Maybe is done in the first meeting, finding out what you know. Yes, absolutely. It's, um, it is back to this whole situation. It's a process. We're a process-driven sector. We can be just as good at this as we are at everything else we do if we take it out of the abstract. It is research-driven. It is coming to an understanding of what we are now first, coming to an understanding of our markets, even defining our markets. What should they be? Are there opportunities out there? Um, It is months long. It takes commitment. As I mentioned, it takes discomfort. Uh, It is challenging to do right. The question is, if we don't do it right, what's the alternative? Um, So it's it's a months-long research process into hard data, into ideas, into opinions. It involves everyone in the organization. It involves members. It involves non-members. I recently had a client that did a survey of non-members in its catchment area to find out, okay, if you don't use us, why don't you? The biggest result that came out of that was people didn't even know what a credit union was. So is this a marketing, public relations issue? Um, But unless we truly understand these, these different aspects of our marketplace, how can we possibly design effective strategies for the future? And, and strategy development, it's really about a basic economic theory, and that is the allocation of limited resources. 
And it doesn't matter whether you're an individual or a company or a country. You've got limited resources. And good strategy is how do we allocate those limited resources optimally for the benefit of this unit? So you go through this months-long thing involving everyone in the organization. One of the things I like to do personally is to kick off the thing. I like to meet with the board. I like to have an all-hands meeting of all employees because generally speaking, if you tell employees we're going to go through a strategy development process, there is a big rolling of the eyes and yawning because, yeah, we've been through that before and we've actually seen what impact it has on us, the employee, and we've seen what impact it has on the member, which is about zero. So they've got to be convinced. I think everyone, if you're going to go into any kind of process like this, the first thing you need to convince people of is the compelling need to do it. You know, what are some of the things that are happening to us in the external environment? Because if you look at traditional providers for the last 20 years, we've allowed the external environment to dictate our future. Um, and I really think it's about time we tried to take back control of our own destiny rather than allowing the external environment to to dictate what that's going to be. Only once you've been through this months-long process have you got sufficient hard stuff to base any strategic decision on. And and all this, the, the information that's gathered, I think we have to apply a couple of filters to it. The first of them, is it genuinely strategic or is it tactical? Because I will almost guarantee that the vast majority of stuff that comes out of it will be tactical in nature. Um, the strategic opportunities will be fairly few and far between. However, is there something in the tactical bit that there's a, a kernel of something strategic? So first filter, is it strategic or tactical? Second filter, it might be a good idea, but is it genuinely data supported? Can you justify this based on a genuine market need? Um, only when you've been prepared to go through that process are you then armed with sufficient data to truly make a decision that might impact the ongoing viability and the relevance of the organization. Boy, John, thank you very much. This is a very interesting topic, and I think our listeners will really appreciate it. John, thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank John Oliver and especially you for listening to this podcast from Q's. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes. Receive the newest episodes as soon as they are available. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org. That's C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.